everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sleezoids, a podcast where we go down the rabbit hole of 20th century genre fare from the most influential canon classics to the trashiest exploitation films that we can get our hands on and invite you to tag along and help us in creating a canon of sleaze. Each week is a double feature, Grindhouse style, where we discuss two films loosely related by subject, genre, actor, filmmaker, or franchise. And at the end of each episode, along with our honorary Sleezoids, which you can become by subscribing on Patreon. Do it. We decide, do it, absolutely. <laughs> we decide on the official ratings and rankings of every film that we cover. Patreon subscribers also get an on-air shout-out and two bonus episodes a month when we switch from bi-monthly to weekly shows this month. It's finally here. It's here. It's uh, finally here. So for the full experience and the warm feeling inside of supporting us, we highly recommend becoming a fellow Sleezoid over at patreon.com slash podcast. That's the plug. The only yes. plug for this week. Although I guess I can I can say I lied. That's not the only plug. But the other the other <laughs> plugs also uh, involve the show and easier access to the show. Yes. Um, we are also available now on uh, Stitcher and by recommendation from some of our listeners on Google Play. Uh, and we're also on YouTube for those of you who listen to all of your audio things there. I don't personally do that, but I've heard that that is a thing. And this cat is walking all over <laughs> Jamie right now. <laughs> she she wants to talk to some Death Wish. She's got some Death Wish opinions. She's got some thoughts on Death Wish and Charles Bronson. Yep, and Ronald Reagan and all the all the all the guys who are responsible for this film. Uh, yes, you can find the show on all of these different places now. Um, and if you guys want to give us that good old rating and review on iTunes, we would heavily appreciate that please do uh and yeah this month we switch uh finally to weekly shows so for those of you who maybe can't get onto the patreon no worries you're still gonna get your two yeah. uh your two episodes a month uh bi-weekly free every single month but we're gonna be adding two bonus episodes on those off weeks uh for paid subscribers over uh on patreon and uh just to pique your interest a little bit more for next week's paid episode, we're going to be doing a insane, mind-blowing Cronenberg double feature of Scanners and Videodrome. So if you guys have Pun any... intended with the mind-blowing as Yeah, well. so if you have <laughs> any interest in seeing us or hearing us talk about those films, uh, definitely go on over to Patreon. But this week, this week, or I guess we should address last week. Last week we talked yeah. Long Weekend and Razorback, two Ozploitation eco-horror films uh, with our first guest, Andrew Law, from over at the Bunta Vista Socialist Club podcast. Lots of fun. It was a lot of fun. If you haven't listened to that, that episode, highly recommend going to check that out. But as we said at the end of that episode, this week is going to be something else, something we, <laughs> haven't, <laughs> something we haven't quite tried yet. We're going to be going on a deep dive through the Death Witch uh, franchise, only skipping out on on two films because it was quite the undertaking as it was yeah, doing yeah. the four that we're going to do. Thought um, we'd stick it with a trilogy feel. Yeah, we're doing we're going to do the original trilogy this week. So those are the films about Paul Kersey 
a uh, dude who has very uh, unlucky relationships with the women in his life oh, who yeah. seem to get brutally murdered or sexually assaulted or both. Pretty much every single time he gets a new girlfriend. Yep. And he needs to take violent uh, retribution uh, in response. Uh, so we're going to be taking a look at the whole franchise uh, directed by Michael Winner. Um, so we're not going to be looking at four or five, which aren't directed by him. And we're going to be taking uh, and starring Charles Bronson. And then once we go through that trilogy, we're doing this to coincide with the release of Eli Roth's remake, uh, which came out this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so if any of you guys saw that, make sure to stick around because after we finish talking about the, uh, Death Wish trilogy and giving you guys context for the original films, we're going to be for the first time talking a new release because how can we pass up, uh, a new release that happens to be in the realm of what our podcast wants to be talking about. Definitely. And I mean, with Eli Roth at the helm and uh, Bruce Willis, it could, it could lead to some good things. I don't, I'm, I, I hope it's like over the top like just insane. oh yeah people are gonna be really mad about this film no matter what <laughs> it's it's a it's a sensitive time for it to be coming out for sure yes very very uh at least the originals anyway very pro-gun very very pro-vigilante justice yeah not necessarily a hot talking point in 2018 <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be a lot of fun to see what eli roth gets to do with that and uh I, hopefully it's good things yeah anyway if you want to hear that stick around for the show but right now we are going to be digging into one long segment on the original Death Wish trilogy. Oh, let's, let's get, get into, into it. it. Yes. Death Wish. Death Wish. Call him a mad vigilante. Call him a hero. Either way, he's always on target. We want you to get out of New York. Permanently. Never make a Death Wish. Because a death wish always comes true. And you get to love it. Charles Bronson. Goodbye. Death Wish 2. He's doing it for you. Bronson's back in New York. Bringing justice to the streets. Charles Bronson. Death Wish 3. All right, so we are talking Death Wish, the 1974 film by Michael Winner starring Charles Bronson as Paul Kersey, who is a architect uh, in New York, a Korean War vet, a bleeding heart liberal, and an objective, or uh, what do they call that? A conscientious, uh, a conscious objector, objector yeah. in the war. Um, he is a man who is so kind so he 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 feels so much for the underprivileged folks uh, oh, yes. of 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 New York, much to his coworkers' dismay, who thinks that uh, they should all be thrown into concentration, concentration camps. camps. Which I was shocked by that line. <laughs> it's like what a piece of shit. <laughs> and fate befalls Paul Kersey when all of his sympathy for the the punks and the creeps and the scum of New York comes back to bite him when uh, his wife and daughter are raped and his wife um, murdered by, let's just say, some some sadistic psychos. Uh, oh, yeah. One, one being a very young debut feature film of Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, which I gotta say... <laughs> Quite it, shocking it to watch. a little bit. I was like, yeah, I'm just used to him being that... 
that warm presence, you know what I mean? And, and he was completely the opposite in this scene. Like, he even has that, like, he turns to the camera right before <laughs> the uh, the certain uh, type of sexual assault, and it, it's, it's yeah. pretty horrific. Yeah, so Paul's wife and daughter are brutalized uh, by these uh, muggers, I guess. They go a little farther yeah. than mugging, but it's... It, 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 I would go as far as to say that it's really hard to understand the motivation of kind of any of the people that are attacking him. Right, and that's <laughs> a theme that happens really throughout the entire series, I find. Yeah. These, these, these muggers, they're portrayed, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not Bloods and it's not neo-Nazis. It's 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 a very diverse group of, of people, <laughs> to be honest, for a gang. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and they don't seem to have any rhyme or reason other than just destruction yeah. you know they just want to destroy things they want to create havoc and, and be evil basically. yes it's a it's a very uh conservative view of what inner city life would be which right. is they don't which give is, a reason for these things no like why they're doing like like how, or how they came to be or how they got right. into this place or I mean, how there's no excuse for what they're doing in the film it's just but, it would have been nice for a little bit of there the, the, almost <laughs> just appears to be also no reason because yeah, you're kind of like yeah. are, are they doing it for money it doesn't most of them don't even seem like they really need money in that it's, moment it, it's just the way that they portray it it almost just seems like this primal need to 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 have power like yeah. it, it just seems like they're just in the gang they feel yeah. powerful because of their numbers and they have the willingness to just do whatever they want um yeah i think there's even a line i it's probably deeper in my notes i think it's out of it's two or three but uh he mentions something along the lines of just doing it for destructive purposes like yeah they they are just in that for for power i, I feel like i can't remember the line but yeah, yeah it's, it's it's very weird because a lot of them don't get the opportunity to ever actually explain what it is that that, that they're doing for it's just yeah. it's very just like New York is hell, and and <laughs> everywhere and, you go, there's and, someone being raped. Yeah, and, and, being and if assaulted. you're a middle class person, the poor people are gonna murder you and rape your family. That's yeah. basically how it's gonna end up end up happening. Yeah, and, what, exactly... and, and what we need is a hero to stand his ground. Right, someone to push it push it back to stand for goodness and motivate other citizens. It seems to do so as well, which yes. is which is something that pops up. This is very much the movie that people claim that Dirty Harry is. Because we because yeah. we talked about Dirty Harry on our second episode, and and, <laughs> and we yeah. we talked about a bit of the the backlash to Dirty Harry as this very pro um, outlaw justice, mm -hmm. um, you know, the one good guy with a gun who's going to save the day. Yeah. The uh, but the one thing that Dirty Harry realizes that I think does better, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and realizes that these movies don't a lot of the time is that. Those are dark impulses that Harry right. Harry doesn't come off. It, it's not a great portrait of him. He doesn't seem a lot of the yeah. time like a good guy. He he's almost almost seems... like an anti-hero kind of. I mean, yes, he's, he's but, more hero, but it, it's he does have like his vigilantism. Uh, in the filmmaking, you see him being pulled down by them. That he's yeah. going into the abyss, and he's not really actually fixing it. He's yeah. more just getting his own sort of sadistic pleasure out right. of it like in his Scorpio own way. Like, was making him become almost down to his level. Like, yeah. bringing him down, yeah. Yeah, and that Harry seems to, like, really, you know, he has a really good time. There's this very smug, like, self-satisfied kind of feeling that he gets of it. And yeah. he understands Scorpio and his violence because he, he feels similar impulses that he does. Right. He's just found a legal way, or at least mostly legal way mostly legal. to channel that. Which, uh, which and, and then in contrast, you got Kersey, who's, who's painted as just 
just a hero. That's it. Like, yeah. It doesn't. There doesn't seem to be any questioning of his character at and there, all. And there's there's or, not or at there's, least there's, a lot of yeah, it. Yeah. And there's not much of an inner life for him beyond that. Like Dirty like Harry. The cops question him. Exactly. But no citizens do at all. No. In fact, they praise him. Yeah. And they're oh, just yeah. like, oh, he's he's doing yeah. these great things. And but the and the one thing is is that the filmmaking for something like Dirty Harry, it's interested in the psychology of Harry as a character. Mm-hmm. You know, you get sort of like this taxi driver bit of like a. You know, th- this dude's got some issues. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and here, Kersey is a very normal man. And apparently in the book version of this, he does kind of have a similar descent where he becomes the villain. And the, the author okay. of the book has since said the movies suck. Because, because they, of that? Because they don't, they're not how I wrote this character. Right, right. Like, like uh, when, when Kersey eventually does go into his vigilante crusade mm-hmm. and he goes down, at first he's doing this stand your ground type thing where he's just sitting and waiting for people to attack him yeah. so, th- so that he has an excuse to shoot them. Yeah. And the first yes. time he kills someone, he gets a, he goes home and he's a little shaken. He vomits. He, yeah, and, has but, a moment. But beyond that, after that... He's fine. He's, he's full Rambo after oh, that. Oh yeah, and then and then after a while he stops even waiting for people to mug him and he's just kind of like wait waits for them to like pull out the weapon. Yeah, and then, and then he's just like, "All right, yeah, now gives, it's time." He, he waits for the for the most minimal excuse for self-defense that yeah. he possibly can and then and then he does it. And then he starts going with the one-liners and yeah. he starts doing and he's having a Especially good time. Especially in with 2 it. and 3. Like they'd really start to develop the old uh like the one-liner kind of thing and yeah. and kind of more of the over the top <coughs> violence, you know. Right. Compared to this one, I felt I felt like Death Wish 1 really tried to be a bit more grounded yeah. and, and even tried to to speak more on its political talking points a little bit yes. stronger. I feel like after that they kind of were like, oh, you they, know what, they let's just, just, they, they just yeah, they care. throw it out the window, which I think almost works better because it it they don't do it enough in this movie yeah. to really make any good points. So it, in my opinion, it's kind of like, why don't you just not talk about it? You know, why don't you just make it purely he's out for revenge and it's his own like character piece, you know what I mean? Right. As opposed to making these like subtle like there's a moment in the in the first one where they're at like a uh, uh, a party that seems upper class. Oh yeah. And they're talking about the uh, the the race divide between between oh, yeah, muggers. Yes, yes, and, yes. and and that could have been something to talk about, I guess, but the movie itself doesn't show that. They show the most racially diverse gangs ever. So it's like it didn't make sense yeah, with all, even the movie's yeah, context. Yeah, all, all the people that actually commit the crime that he's angry about are all white. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 because, because yeah. the movie doesn't really. Well, have... especially in the first one, that yeah. I find that within as they go down, they start to like mix the races yeah. within the gangs more. But yeah, in the first one, I think it's all. And, three and, and white honestly, dudes. I feel like it it was a response to people talking about these movies in this way. And what's yeah. funny about that party scene is that lady's argument that oh, what would you like? You would like a racially diverse muggers. Right. Right. Uh, it's just. It's the the right wing version of identity politics. Right, yeah. Right? It, uh, uh, yes. Dead on. Exactly. It's, and it's like it's, that's it's not going to help either way. So yeah. I mean, like we gotta. No. Yeah. So it's just it's it's just you know you you would think the answer would be confront the systemic issue, <laughs> yeah, which exactly. is why are these people at all doing mugging? what they're doing? And right. there's no there's no you know there's no part of the movie that addresses anything to do with that. It's just <laughs> yeah. it's it's more depicted as just like a jungle. Yeah. Where you're gonna walk yep. in. That's a perfect way to. You're put gonna it. walk in. And something bad's gonna happen to you, and yeah. the people who are it's gonna do chaos. it are gonna be the you know the 
the weakest people among society yeah. a and lot it, of the and time. And even, like, there's, I don't know if it's in the first one, but there's even segments where, like, there's just people talking on the phone and mm. in the background, and it's not even focused within the background, you can see be- people being mugged. Like, it's just, <laughs> like, no matter where you go in this universe of Death Wish, there's just gangs and they're mugging people. Like, oh, it's, it's, it's like, just, it's a, it's everywhere. It's, it's a total fantasy, the oh, idea yeah. that this is, that, that, that this represents, like, some sort of world. And one of my favorite, <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite bits about this is that I read uh, that apparently when they were filming the subway, subway scenes, because mm. a lot of scenes of him riding the subway, yeah. uh, the MTA, the uh, so the, the New York transit system, apparently gave them all of the filming to do for inside the subway carts to subway carts that didn't have graffiti on them. Okay. Because at the time, they thought that graffiti was just like a passing trend. And that they didn't, really? and, and they didn't want to encourage it or condone it in any way. So, so they didn't want to put it on in the film. In the film, so it's That's so, so interesting. So it's the cleanest subway in the world, despite the fact that, that this is supposed like, to be like a nightmare reality version of New York. So. That is so weird. And, and, and it's just so indicative of how much this is just it's trying to be made about. up. Yeah, it's just, it's being like, well, so odd. If, if this is like a nightmare dystopia version of New York where violence is just everywhere and all of <laughs> right. all, and all the you poor people they, are they just going to rape you at any second. Too, like the culture within it as well. Yeah, yeah. And you're, and, but like you won't acknowledge the actual reality even. Yeah. Even in the so design, odd. it's, it's, it's bizarre. I, I didn't, I didn't know that at all. And I didn't really <laughs> notice, uh, more so, I guess, cause I was just so focused on all the fact that every single person yeah. seems to be a mugger. And if you're not, you're just like, like oh, a and, guy and, with and, a gun. And, and, and not, not to mention the, the subway sequences the first time where he shoots them. And then they're already dead, and he shoots yeah. them again. And you're like, oh, yeah, he starts, that's where like, you, you can feel that he's almost, uh, he's becoming, I, I don't want to I guess I do want to say a bit sadistic, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I think it, it, it does stem from something somewhat understandable because I mean, what he's witnessed and what he's yeah. gone through is, is terrible, unspeakable, uh, but it, or unthinkable, but it's, it's just, um, it, it gets to a point where you're like, Oh, can I root for you? I don't know. Well, <laughs> for, for me, what, it, what I still had a great time with it, but the, it's like, there's yeah. a, there's a great moment when after, he he's you know he's kind of like heartbroken and he doesn't really know what to fill his time with anymore Mm -hmm. so his boss sends him to arizona to go and work on a building in arizona to go design a building there and spend some time there and kind of like cool down and you know get his head head together and he goes there and obviously the guy down there is a huge second amendment fan who is just like what you got to do is you got to get your gun bro and he's like well i was a conscientious introduced to the gun range yeah but there's an amazing scene in here where he he first shows up in Arizona and he walks into what is a reconstruction of a western town. Mm, and right. it, and it's like an old like 50s or 60s cowboy setting and it's where they're just they were like yeah they filmed a lot of cow like uh westerns here in this town uh-huh. and he sees like this mock gunfight between these two dudes where they're settling their their differences by just gunning each other <laughs> down. Yeah, they'll battle uh, in the street. Yeah, and it, and it sets up this story as the the very old tried and true cowboy versus criminal story. Yeah. Which is just interesting because back then the cowboy was a lot of the time the law, or even if he was an outlaw, he was a dude who just took down bandits. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he took down people who were, 
you know, going through and maybe ripping through Indian villages or they were ripping through just uh, farming towns and stuff like that. Right. Um, where the morality is much cleaner because you're just like, these dudes are just robbing these towns and right. robbing these, you know, pe- both people who, you know, it's devastating yeah. for they, them. They show up, they pillage, they leave, basically. E- exactly. Um, They're not a part of the community. So, so, and that's how it frames this story. The issue is that it obviously gets, it's much stickier mm-hmm. when you try applying that to middle class versus poor right. in the 1980s where there's a much different dynamic between those people <laughs> yeah, than, sure. than bandits and cowboys. Right. And I feel like... And, I, and, and it's almost like it wants to paint that world as this to give you that mindset for people who believe that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It wants you to get into that point of view of like, oh, you, you're you a dude in New York who has a concealed carry permit? Well, you're Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And you just got to shoot the dudes who are, you know, homeless on your corner or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> just deal with exactly. Be, be the man. Protect Which is obviously just super fucked up. Right, exactly. <laughs> and probably led to these movies being as popular as they were, especially this first one. Apparently, I, I read that they actually raised the ticket price for the first movie because it was doing so well, which really? they only did for <laughs> similar movies of uh, at the time. The only other movie they did it for was The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we got a Godfather out in our hands, yep. boys. <laughs> we, got, we got to up this thing. So clearly, clearly people like ate this shit up. And especially at the time where, you know. And I understand it completely. I mean, I, I, and I, that's the thing. It's like the political, the political aspects of the film, I wholeheartedly disagree with. You know what I mean? But but, but the, it's the like, movie makes a compelling case filmically. Just right. not, just it it doesn't address a lot of topics in it, which is why you that, just kind of yeah, go. Which that, is which is what doesn't right. sit well later. Which is where something like Dirty <laughs> yeah. Harry does kind of address yep. these things. Right, and they address it like head on. Whereas yeah. whereas Death Wish. They just sprinkle it in there. You know what I mean? There, here's a dialogue it's, here. Here's a here's a line here, and it's kind of like it, it this never is comes literal to exploitation, where it, it right. takes real world things that were happening, where Reagan was implementing these uh, law and order policies. They're going to have a war on drugs, mm-hmm. and they're going to have right. a war on crime. Where the only way to to take these guys down and take these societal problems down, these scum down, was to just shoot them, to take them out like cockroaches. Yeah, which obviously we're looking at it now with you know, 40 years of, of context. For uh, sure. Yeah. None of it worked. Uh, right. We still got drugs. We still got <laughs> probably more, <laughs> I, well, I, more drugs at least. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So, it, so sure. n- none of these things actually ended up working, which maybe helps us look at this movie. Whereas people at the time would have looked at it and been like that, that makes logical sense. You just, yeah. you kill the bad ones. <laughs> right. Right. And I feel that's where the movie works for me where mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, the, the guy, these fucking dudes raped and killed his daughter and, and, and wife, of course he's going to feel this way we'll see and you feel motivated that way. It's, it's when they start talking mm. all these political points that I start to get like, Oh, movie, don't do it. You're we'll just see, not, it, what's, it's not needed. What's really funny about the first one is that the first one, he doesn't, he doesn't even track down the dudes who do it. You're right. He in doesn't whole, even get his vengeance at all. No, and he, well, and, right. and you don't even see them again. He, he doesn't even really try to like find evidence to go and find he just them starts specifically. Going to he, he, he doesn't start investigating. He's just like, I'm going to take down all muggers yeah. is his response, which is a less it's obviously less personal, but honestly, I kind of like it because it works okay. better thematically because mm. his his rage isn't necessarily at them as individuals. He's he's angry at the entire societal scum as like this okay, thing, yeah, yeah. which is which is 
you know, which is something they try to fix in the second one. Because if we move on to the second one real quick. Because I, I actually had something there. Because I, yeah. I, I like the second one. I do. Yeah. And the thing is about the second one is I think I like it because because of the more personal aspect of His the mission makes one. more sense. Yeah, it made more sense to me. I, I honestly think that they, they, they pulled back on some of the political stuff that they were doing, at least mm-hmm. at least the head-on dialogue that they were doing in the first <laughs> they one. They tried to make it a little bit more respectable, I think, which is, yeah. which is a little funny because it's, you know, these are, <laughs> these are almost pure exploitation. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah so, it, so it's like, it still doesn't stray away from just like making like a lot of poor people look like muggers and rapists and, and yeah. whatever. Yeah. But, um, I think that's the reason that I, I I still like the second one is because I felt like more of that personal vendetta compared to the first yeah, one. Yeah, because, because, because the first one, he just goes off the rails and he's just kind of like, you know, fuck muggers. <laughs> yeah, because so. in the second one, the the rape happens again, which I find a little, it's just, it's... Yeah, it, it's not, it's almost like unnecessary. It is. At this point, like, the, I mean, you know, is it necessary to have rape? Because, because it's mean, a beat for beat remake in yeah, terms of like the setup, the actual setup mm-hmm. where it's just like he's, he's for living, sure. a, he's living a normal life. The women in his life get, uh, brutally raped and assaulted, murdered. Yeah. Uh, and then he, but this time, instead of just being like, I'm going to get back at all muggers or I'm just mm-hmm. going to fight back against, you know, the, the abyss and the scum in general, I'm going to take down the guys who specifically invaded my house because I saw them. And I have, I know some capacity of, you know, who, the, who they could be. The issue with this one I find is just with that the, with the second one. Yeah. Okay. It's just that with, at the very end of the first one, which I think has a really great ending, <laughs> the the shot and the little the little nod yeah, to the because because camera. after after his whole crusade, the police uh, one of the detectives eventually does catch up with him and says, "Get out of town!" Right. Like, unfortunately, you have a lot of popular opinion with the public, and so I don't want to arrest you. I don't want to be the bad guy. Just fucking get out of my town. Yeah, and stop, they were basically like, it's "Stop like, being a headache for yeah, us." Yeah, you decreased it crime by fifty percent, so we're gonna let you which go, is that just kind of thing absurd. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's how it works for sure. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and he, they, they send him off. Uh, so he, he, he reaches, I think he goes to Chicago. So he gets into Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, thinking like, yeah, you yeah. know, maybe he might start a new life. He might go do some stuff over there and he sees some muggers attacking a lady. Uh, and he, he, that feeling rises up in him and he gets this great shot where he looks back at the camera. He does a little a finger, finger gun, gun and a wink and he goes, Psh. and the clear impl- implication is that he's not done. Yeah. His mission is going to continue in Chicago. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit what you think of right. him. Like hell is unleashed now, mm-hmm. which is kind of a cool idea, which I think mirrors more of what with what we like of Dirty Harry, that there's no yeah. putting him back in the bottle anymore. Like he is he's out. out. He's seen he's seen this world and he's and he's now he's been a part of it and he is going to. Yeah. So it, it's so. a great way to end that film. And I really do like it. And then when we come into the second one. Everything's fine. He's back living his normal yeah, life again, which didn't make LA, any. Yeah, and which I yeah I agree with you there. I didn't <laughs> like the like. I wish they stuck with Chicago because one Chicago is known as having a, a pretty rough. Uh, he, he, he uh, definitely community. would have went into some very, very black communities at that Maybe point. Maybe that's why. The, probably. That's ma- but to, to be honest, I mean, in L.A., I'm sure I'm sure it's pretty it's racially di- divided as well when it comes to most gangs and stuff. But they didn't stray from it in this one. I mean, the, no, every I don't, gang has I, like I don't three white exactly. guys, three black guys. It's like they split it down the it middle. It just seemed with, like with number two, they were just like, okay, we need to reset. Which right, didn't yeah. work for me because what what okay. I what I liked most I about the first one was that there was no reset. There was yeah, no like yeah. there was no there was no closure on that situation. Mm. And then when we start this one, 
he the movie feels like it has to break him again that it okay. needs to have him it needs yeah. to be it needs to be an even more vicious that's rape true. and an even more vicious murder because uh, yeah. that that scene where she jumps out of the building and falls on that that spike i was like oh, oh my god I, I i i did laugh, laugh but it was it was a it was a laughter of pure shock like it was like i i couldn't believe what i just witnessed because yeah. i thought it was just gonna be another typical like okay they're gonna they're gonna rape her they're gonna kill her yeah um you know i'm gonna have to watch that horrific moment again but i was kind of happy that that <laughs> the way that she went out because i'm like i don't need to see another rape and murder <laughs> i just don't so when she jumped out of the window yeah, because that first one is fucking yeah, crazy for, yeah yeah it really is and like they, they and they do it in two different rooms and stuff yeah, like yeah. it's crazy yeah and uh and then with this one, I, I almost, it's, it's, it seems, it might seem harsh, I don't know, but I almost felt a relief for the daughter at that <laughs> point because it's like she left on her own accord. Yeah. I, it seemed kind of on accident, to be honest. A but, little bit. But at well, least it, she it, wasn't it was definitely like murdered. she didn't care, though. It was yeah. like anything is better than being in Exactly. Here, so That's I'm what it felt like. She out. was just like, I'm just whatever happens happens at this point. Yeah. And she just kind of unfortunately I, honestly, fell out a second story. I feel window. like, I feel like if they made her a bit more of a character, mm. there might've even been something there where yeah, there's, there's, there's like just, a relief. Yeah. They have her uh, like, she's a mute now, basically. I think from the trauma essentially yeah. from, from the, the rape in the first movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they didn't have much of a time to really establish any character for her, even in the first one. I, I mean, mean, none of them really. No, yeah. Yeah. Really. I, I like, I like in the first one though, that he, he just, she, she goes and she gets put into like the, the crazy ward cause uh-huh. she's so traumatized. And then he's just like, yeah, I'll just leave her there. Like, it's fine. Like, I don't really need to. Like it's it's cool. Take like care. I'm just gonna yeah. go do stuff. And even even the son-in-law, her personally, yeah, the just son- only almost based on his character alone. Like that would be more his character. I feel like to, yeah. to have her at home and to for him because he feels protective. He yeah. feels like he's the only one that can do it. He doesn't even trust cops at this point in the second one. But so. it, it feels truthful to me that his mission for vengeance overtakes mm. his actual vision his, or his, his, oh, his okay. mission for protection. Okay. Yeah. For Cause, sure. because like that, that makes just like that, that to me is interesting that he makes that choice. I don't know if it's intentional or right. not on the movie's behalf. Some, some of the, some of the movie is hard to tell when it, when these themes are being intentional, but, but kind of, kind of like in raw deal when Arnold Schwarzenegger just completely <laughs> forgets about his wife. Yeah. Like it, like, and it, then they mention it at the end, like yeah. just to have that little tie on the, like, like it makes sense to me that he gets swept up so much in this like destroy the punks yeah. that he completely just forgets about why he's even doing it anymore he's yeah. just kind of like he's in the zone now yeah for sure for sure <laughs> i liked the cameo for um larry uh fishburne lawrence fishburne oh yeah as the dude he's, he has some great glasses and a boombox. he's great he's got like a i love the scene where he it's 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 near the end where he's uh finally trying to get all of them, like at the same time, yeah. all in a group, and the, he just stumbles upon them dancing in a public park. Like <laughs> and he just, just and he just, just jamming, yeah. Like oh, they're jamming so hard, and it's it's an odd moment because you see these guys do the worst possible things humans can do, and then they have this like wholesome gang moment where yeah. they're like, "I'm dancing with my buddies." Like, Whoa, it's yeah, so, it's so funny. Like 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 it's like the the rape and murder is just a continuation of them like 
doing a night on the town, like having yeah, a good that's time. That's their party. Yeah. Right. Like which, that, their party is to get just together like, and what? do the worst possible <laughs> shit to people. Um, and, and they do feel strong because they're with their gang. I think the, the line I was actually speaking about earlier was that, you know, they feel strong when they're in numbers. And yeah. I think, I think actually it might be Fishbourne that says that his character. Um, and, and, and I think that's where it comes from. It's like that they're essentially basically saying that these gangs do these things because they're, you know, in a crew mm-hmm. and, and that's where the power comes from, I guess. I love the line that he has in that second one though, where he, right before he shoots the one, he asks him the, the, the do you believe in, in Jesus? In Jesus. <laughs> You're about to meet him. <laughs> oh man. It's such, and it's such a, it's a perfect exploitation action line. Like yeah. it, it's, it's, it's really, I mean, this movie is kind of where those, those parodies come from in a way, right? Yeah. Like and well, and, and, and the, the second one is where it starts getting into this bit where it just starts getting ridiculous, mm-hmm. where, where the, the one liners really start to come in. Charles Bronson, <laughs> yeah. the mission makes more narrative sense in this one, but you, you yeah. almost don't feel it because he's still being just so ruthless and odd. And he thinks and, and of himself as a superhero at this, yeah. by this time. I feel yeah. like, like Batman basically, the which, vigilante, which brings us into death wish three, where he's literally a superhero. Oh yeah, yeah. He's full on. He's just a superhero for like the Law and Order administration. Yeah, yeah. He's even got like uh, his own like Alfred in a way because yep. he's got like the apartment uh, above the the street gang that he kind of just monitors, like it's his bat cave, and then yep. he's got the guy that's informing him of kind of what's been going on in the community, which is his Alfred. Like I was seeing getting some big Batman vibes off of Death Wish and just certain themes and stuff. Well, yeah, the funny. vigilante justice. Yeah, especially man. that, especially that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Death Wish 3, I'm going to go ahead and say it's amazing. Uh, yeah. I had a really great <laughs> so time with it, fun. and I'm really glad that we pushed all the way to this one because uh, the gang life in this, this is the one, best one I, I can almost I can, see I can I have a hard time separating the first two from the political sphere of the time. Yeah. This one, I have a much easier time doing it because mm-hmm. the gangs are like West Side Story cartoonish yeah. level gangs. They're, they're like created gangs. They are from not imagination. like it's, they like like the other ones are fantasy in order to like that you could apply to yes, real people. Yeah. They these aren't real people. No, they've got their own. They've got their own little <laughs> they, sigma. They, they on got their, tribal. On their, yeah, like, tribal symbols. tattoo on their forehead and like. Yeah. Like they're a, they're a true gang. Um, yeah, the one dude's like picking his teeth with a grenade. Right, right. <laughs> like, and the, and what's interesting too, I thought, um, just speaking on the gang, is the leader. It seems like he is just pumping them full of drugs to yeah. c- to make them do all these acts, which I thought was kind of interesting because in the first two they just kind of like they're just shitty people, and in the oh, yeah, third just- one they kind of are like, it's the drugs kind of like yeah. th- these guys are st- do, like going. PCP and coke and whatever and then yeah, they're, they're just they're rambunctious and they gotta go out and do <laughs> shit so I thought that was interesting and it never shows the leader doing drugs which I thought that was kind of interesting I don't know if it was on purpose but I thought it might have been a he's subtle thing that shows he's, he's definitely like the calculated yeah, dude in that situation and he's situation. like the guy that's like doing it on purpose like he's getting the benefits from being the leader so he's keeping these people on drugs to continue the, the rampage basically yeah and, and, and what happens is that he runs after two, he leaves LA and he comes back to New York and the Mm -hmm. dudes immediately recognize him. And they're like, they were like, dog, we said, don't come back here. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then the police, this is what's funny is that this is the one where the police start to align with him. Yeah, because in the second one, they're they're shown just as bad as the muggers, essentially. Yeah, like the one guy kills one of the muggers at the end uh, because he's like questioning him and and he pushes on his wound and it yeah. causes him to die 
quicker. And like yeah. they, they're pretty relentless with the cops and the and the muggers in the second one. Whereas you're right, the third one they start to mold it all together and, and yeah kinda... that, that now now the police are basically just on Kersey's side and they're yeah. actually going to re- release him on them because they were like mm-hmm. we have a huge gang problem our crime has gone up since you left shocker right they hire him kind of like as a, like an assassin yeah he's a contractor right, right? Yeah. He, he comes in and they're just like all right well you know now that you're back we actually do have a big gang that's a big problem mm-hmm. can't we're gonna like get you a spot uh and can you just uh you know we're, i'm gonna push the narrative away from the whole vigilante thing and I'm going to make it, I'm going to do some arrests so it makes it seem like it's just gang on gang violence, but actually it's him coming in and killing the gangs, which is just, there's no better metaphor than the war on crime and the war on drugs at that time, which (laughs) was just like, we're just going to unleash our own murderers onto the murderers and we'll see what happens. And it'll solve the issue completely. No no problem. It'll be totally fine. Uh, (laughs) Forget about, you know, addiction and all the nuances that come with drugs. And and (laughs) it has the first believable romance in the whole thing, which is the romance between Kersey and the police chief. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. They got a big romance going on. Oh yeah. Especially in that finale where they just start to come together and uh, and like shoot everybody, and I thought it was interesting too because Rodriguez, uh, the uh, uh, the Spanish guy fr- that gets his, uh, his wife, I think gets killed or, or yeah. raped or something like yeah. that. Um, he he also starts fighting with them, and I thought it was kind of this like this 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 imagery of of the citizen, the vigilante, <laughs> and the cops coming together to take down yeah, the bad guys. Yeah, you know? it's it's just they're they're gonna rise up, right? Uh, and they're gonna do what I would call just like very violent gentrification, yeah, which is yeah, the, yeah. is they're gonna rebuild the community. They're gonna build it up, and they're yeah. gonna make it appeal more to respectable middle class people rather than these people. Right, but it's. What what's so awesome is that this one goes rather than just a one man mission, this is an all out war film. Because the by citizens the end. get guns too at the one point, right? Yes. And they just start shooting. The, like it's an all and they, out. And, and, and they and they and they start home aloneing their apartments. <laughs> yeah. Like there's one there's one bit where the uh, a dude tries to get into like the old Jewish couple's uh, apartment. Right. And he walks in. And a board just fl- trips up, right. knifes them right in the forehead. Right in the forehead. <laughs> that, like they're they're doing like booby tracks, like like or, or booby traps rather, like Home Alone, yep. except extremely violent. <laughs> yeah, to me, this plays like like an like the the gang scenes in West Side Story. If you've ever seen that, I haven't seen that. No, they're they're just like I've seen clips. So it's I the know jets and the sharks, and yeah, they got the jackets, yeah. and they're they're gonna. They're gonna like they're gonna all meet up and they're gonna have a giant knife fight or yeah. something like that. Like yeah. that's how that goes. But this is like the R-rated version of that. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Where they're uh, and and at one point, uh, Bronson he gets like a really massive like pistol. I don't even know what it's like a oh, Desert yeah. Eagle. Yeah. Like it, he got he, I put does and he, he put can a like snipe people it with it. Yeah, it, like, it looks like it's nine feet long. Oh, it's it's so funny. Yeah, and and his crusade basically just starts being I'm just going to protect this community from this large gang uh and when by the time we hit the climax which is of course the best in, thing ever the, the, yeah the, i couldn't i was actually quite Car, stunned uh, by it why, why i just want to put this i love that cars just blow up on impact like, oh there's, yeah there's no like, 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 like a feather in this universe yeah. would fall on the hood of a car <laughs> just, and it would explode oh, there's one sequence either uh when the cops are just just going at, or no, rather, it's the muggers going at a cop car, and they're just going at it. And then the camera uh, just 
stays on the cop car for like two or three full seconds and then it explodes. <laughs> so it's like what was happening in those three seconds that caused it to go like the, the rules and the unit of this universe are just bizarre and hilarious. Yeah. And it's the best filmmaking of all of them because you can like, you can see that because he has a much bigger set to work with. And I don't know if the budget was just much bigger for this one or what, mm-hmm. but he pull, seems like he it. pulls the camera back and he seems like he has like an actual whole community to have these people running through. Yeah. So you get these scenes where like the set looks great. Yeah. Where you, you get uh Kersey and the police chief running side by side and you get these huge the swinging camera movements yeah. where they're like, they're running through and they're just shooting tons of people yeah, down. People are falling off the rooftops and like, he, Oh yeah. He, cars pull, are he going pulls everywhere. out like a Vietnam copter chain gun. Yeah, of some chain sort. just goes nuts. Yeah. Oh my God. He's just blasting the entire and I think gangway. It's, and I think it's Rodriguez. that's like holding the chain, the, yeah, the, bullets, the bullets for him, for him at one yeah. point. Like it's just, Oh man, it's, so it's so good it's so yeah. over the top and you get all which these... is what i wanted like throughout this whole series was this this moment so having it kind of build throughout death wish one death wish two and then death with death wish three where it just kind of like they just go over the top they forget yeah. every rule that they had and they're just like we're doing all it's warfare kind of, it's kind of like a low budget American version of like what John Woo would eventually master in the nineties, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is just sure. like this the only thing ballet that's missing is dubs in this. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like a ballet of just like bullets and gun smoke and, and Explosions. fire burning bodies yeah. falling off of buildings. Yeah. Uh, just into the brick rubble that's below from the buildings that have exploded. Yeah, and it's like a full 15 or 20 minute sequence. It's huge, yeah. It's uh, a big finale. Yeah, and it just, I was so shocked by it because all of the violence in the previous films looks nothing like this. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. all, the whole movie then seems like an excuse to just up this into like a, like a, again, a cartoon superhero version of Death Wish, which is a much easier way to swallow the politics of the film because yeah. it doesn't, it's so right. far from reality that you're you can't even you, you just have to forget yeah like, even if you're trying to apply the politics yeah. at that point it's like it's almost ridiculous like it's it, like it's why almost bother? not even trying to address them at that point yeah which some people it's mi- just which some just people might people argue is people. is sleazier is, yeah because it because sure. it's because it's almost cheating yeah. in a way but for me for it was the same with with number two i just i just kind of i was able to let go yeah. and just enjoy what was yeah. happening After, like when the dude flips all the cops on pcp yeah it's that's an incredible sequence. He literally tackles like 10 cops. Oh yeah, dude, I, I was losing it. <laughs> After I, a harpoon to the cause chest. Because my girlfriend was sitting there and I was just like, yeah, he just flipped a, flipped a cop. And yeah, she was like, like what? Flipped. And then I looks up and then he's flipping another cop. Yeah, like, yeah, he does it like five times. And I feel like the second one was kind of a transitional movie. It was. To the third one where they're like, oh, we can get away with a couple weird quirky things like when it comes yeah. to the action. And then the third one, they we see that they just go all out. And in some cases, I think they're pretty self-aware of the the comedy that is brought oh, yeah. because of all this violence and over the top craziness. Oh yeah, and, and now now he's protecting like super diverse people. Like they're yeah. very much leaning in into the, the criticisms of the other films as well. Yeah, oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. <laughs> but it works. Number three was was the most fun that I had with any of them. Um, yeah, I, th- I and think I, so I did enjoy the first one but the third one oh man uh (laughs) yeah oh my god it's just so that finale it's such an 80s time capsule that you're watching it (laughs) and and we haven't even talked about it the jimmy page score for that it's incredible yes it's so good the that the opening i like i put it in my notes first line was jimmy page's score for the opening 
um, is is amazing. There's mm-hmm. so much intricate work. Like they th- these Death Wish movies have really good scores. Even the first one, mm-hmm. I think he actually was a part of the second. There's one even too. really good cinematography in the first uh, one. As yeah, well. yeah, and I think Jimmy Page was a part of the second score. I, yeah, as I well. think he got brought on because um, I heard you can I heard tell. he was neighbors with the director. Oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> uh, you can tell because like. The scores start to get just more intricate as mm. they go, and then by the third one, there's some really, really complicated like baselines going on and synths and like like Jimmy Page went nuts. And I, oh, big dude. shout and, out and, to and, him. And he has so much action to actually score over top of in that yeah, one. Rather, rather, so rather than just it. a scene where like he walks up on some muggers and they're like, and it's hey, give us your money. And ominous, you know. He gets to have like that. The hi hats are going and like because, the, yeah, because it's 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 like this is where we start to see the '80s come in, which is yeah. kind of where we got raw, which we liked so much about Raw Deal as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which is where the the action became more of these like you want these gargantuan cartoon men like Arnold Schwarzenegger with giant guns <laughs> just machine gunning everything, everything in sight. Yeah. Uh, and that is, you know, it was a weird time, <laughs> yep. but my God, is it thrilling to go back and watch that because you will it's never amazing. see something like that anymore. No, so. uh, which which I think is, I guess maybe that could lead to uh, to the remake, which is that, I, that I'm so excited for that because it's a time that, sure... It's really sensitive, and it, it yeah. might not be the smartest idea in the sense of timing. People are going to get upset, I will, well, but I think it might make me like the movie because unless they do say things that are, you know, terrible. But I think if he just sticks with the over-the-top aspect of it and just sticks with the vengeance plot and not gets doesn't get too political, this could be like a really entertaining film. Well, yeah, and and if he goes all out like they do in three, and yes, he, he actually yes. does do full-out action scenes. Because what I saw from, mostly from the trailer was more of like a, a subtler crime thriller type thing that they were showing. Right. But that's also a trailer. Yeah. So maybe we'll see. And they, and they tried to do that, that whole like gritty seventies real thing over it as well. They put that yeah. filter. So it, it's, it might, they might just be selling something. I don't know. I don't know. I, we're going to find out. Yeah, that's very true. We're, we're going to talk about it very real true. soon here. <laughs> uh, but true. yeah, so those are the three death wish movies. I guess we should get into the reductive rating round on all three. Yeah, sure. Um, Let's do it. So since we got reasons. three, yeah, I guess we'll just I'll do mine and then and then you do yours and just do all three back to back and give three. give your slight slight reason for for maybe why. So the first for one sure. for me was a was a three. Um, I I did appreciate the filmmaking. I, we didn't even talk a whole lot about Bronson, but I actually do like yeah. Bronson in the role as well. He's odd. He he's it's because he, he's not the most charismatic man, but he he. There, there is presence to him yeah, that I feel like yeah. works in these in these films, sure. um, and especially in He's the first one. I feel like character. I feel like some of the 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 filmmaking and um, a couple writer or a couple choices in the writing really work, and his performance mm-hmm. really work in that. Uh, and we already broke down what we you know the, 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 disliked or disagreed with. Yeah, the, the fact that that full on addresses certain political issues <laughs> yeah. uh, in a total unrealistic, total garbage way that totally <laughs> yeah. promotes terrible ideas. Yeah, but uh, we hope that people just take the entertainment values. W- of with it. that being said, there was a lot still to like about the the first one. Uh, the second one. I gave a two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel a little mean about it only because I don't dislike it that much more than the first one. For me, it was just, I 
I struggled right from the very beginning with it, with the, yeah, the thing that I told you about sure. how they try to make him, they try to break him again. And, and they didn't need to. And they totally basically just rewrite the ending of the first film, which was one of my favorite parts of the first yeah, film. Yeah, because it's a mix. It's got that nod of a sequel and the nod of the audience that his character's moving But on. it's not terrible because it just, it, it extends, it just does the same movie and it extends mm-hmm. a couple new things with, yeah. again, some of There's the some action. some entertaining scenes in it too. Yeah, I mean, some of the like action. Like that cop scene, for instance, is one of my favorites. Yeah, some of the action gets, gets really cool and there's a couple good moments in it. Um, uh, and then three for me was a super easy, easy four. Oh, yeah. uh, because, oh man, that, that uh, mostly it's the finale, even though there was some other great <laughs> yeah. moments uh, in there. Uh, but yeah, the fact that they lean into the full out cartoon version of this makes these films a lot more uh, enjoyable and easier to swallow. Mm-hmm. And it made the filmmaking better. So for me, it's just like it it, yeah. it it reduced the things I didn't like and it made the stuff that I did like even better. So what, all you can ask what's for, to right? lose there? So yeah. yeah, so the first one gets a three, the second one gets a two, and the third one gets a four from me. You. Sweet. Uh, for the first one, I'm going to give a three. Uh, I thought it was a, a solid, solid action flick. Exp- the, the, I, I felt his, his vendetta story completely. Yeah. I did, I did think it was odd that they didn't, uh, g- he didn't get vengeance, uh, because if it seemed like that was what the movie was, you know, at mm-hmm. least starting as, as the theme. Um, so, so that, that was kind of odd to me. The, the, like we said with, about the political aspects of it, <laughs> I obviously disagree with a lot of what they're doing, uh, in that regard. Um, so yeah, it's, the first one's a three for me. Second one is also a three for me. And, and I, I've got to watch that one twice because my notes deleted themselves. And, uh, <laughs> so, so I had to redo that, but I, I think so I you're, like you, it. You, you've clarified the second that, one. That I do like it. Yeah. yeah. Cause it might've been like an off thing or whatever, but, um, I think I like it just as much as the first one. It's just these, some of the scenes are just too entertaining for me not to enjoy. Like, mm-hmm. like the cop scene that we talked about, the ending fight scene, I thought was actually pretty impressive for at least a death wish film. I mm-hmm. didn't think that they were going to do major hand to hand combat and they kind of do. And Oh I yeah. The bit was, in the hospital, right? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Wh- which I think is what Eli Roth is supposed to be nodding to. Cause Bruce oh. Willis is a surgeon in his version of this movie, not an architect. Oh really? So do, you I, think, I, do you think I, he might I, I, be I going think, to like uh, like Death Wish? Like he might be meddling a few of them and not just be. the one. It could be. I, I would be either cool if he did an ultimate two hour like trilogy. And, like <laughs> we end with a twenty minute giant warfare. Yeah, he, he might be kind of like trying to remake the in tone like the whole franchise in, in okay. that kind of sense. Okay, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, and so so with the second one, I'm going to give a three as well because of uh, those reasons. I just I, I still had a lot of fun with it, and I did like that it felt like an actual event data story because he mm. goes for those specific people but i agree with you that it didn't it was unnecessary <laughs> for them to break his character again through the same means as they did the first one i didn't mm. need to see a worse rape scene it <laughs> just wasn't necessary but i but i, I can i'll still give it a, a three and then the the third one i'm gonna give a four uh for the same reasons you you said uh it's just so entertaining it it takes away the the political stuff i didn't really uh, agree with her or, like and, and and even if it is still there it's so cartoony that yeah it's, it's impossible to apply it in right. that way almost. exactly i i can't take it seriously and 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 to be honest it's almost like why I, I can like the other two as well because it's i mean i don't go into a death wish film and go like i'm gonna get my political view from this or well, you know what i'm saying yeah yeah like, it's I know just exactly what you're i, I kind of just was like oh, okay i know what they're trying to say i know what they're doing what's so. just kind of interesting is we didn't bring it up and i guess i'll mention it here while you're sure. doing this uh is that People do 
get their politics from this that actually on, you know, on, yeah. on, on, maybe it's just so bizarre on, to me that i don't on some like very heavy like right-wing mm-hmm. websites like say breitbart or something like that apparently this film is loved and they've written tons of articles about how about good it is <laughs> and how good the politics are okay. and and apparently yeah. i didn't know so this i I, I, I because you know politics is a really difficult thing to discuss right now oh for but sure. i i look just looking up death wish i found out that apparently trump name dropped it at one of his rallies saying saying uh, when he was on the campaign trail saying that he has a concealed carry license in new york and that he's basically gonna go charles bronson (laughs) (laughs) and 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 it it led to the crowd it it led to the crowd chanting i kid you not death wish death wish wish." (laughs) i Oh man, I don't like the man, but he's entertaining. <laughs> like holy hell, that is that is so over the top and ridiculous. So holy it's just shit. funny that we go into this and we're like, well, ob- ob- obviously we're gonna separate it's this bizarre. from certain issue, but yeah. it's it's like holy shit, there are people who get their oh, worldview from shit like this, and you're like, dog. I would love. We, you know what we should we should have done is got one of the crazy people on the show to come talk <laughs> just about the movie. Come, yeah. yeah. Why do you think it's a five? Like what? And it's <laughs> so funny because they think. they all talk about how Charles Bronson is like the ultimate masculine man, and I'm like more than like the other action stars of the 80s like, yeah. like he's kind of got a goofy mustache and he like looks a Beatles weird. haircut yeah like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's I, I yeah that is so odd to me it's just because I don't I, I would never watch this movie and like there are movies that the politics are very obvious and I would mm-hmm. just disagree and I'm like oh no. and, and on this show this we're, we're like, gonna talk about a lot of movies with the right. politics we disagree with and For that sure. that doesn't to me, I can like a movie that has disagreeable politics Definitely. on certain issues. Hundred percent. You know, it's just it's a matter of context. So it's exactly, just, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and and th- this is just it. Is like we like Death Wish. Uh, we you like all three Death Wish movies, yeah, and yeah. I and I I like most of what I've seen of Death Wish, dis- despite the fact right. of of some of those issues that I might have. One, but yeah. it's so fascinating that yeah. when you go and you see some of the, which is why people are a little upset that people that Eli Roth was bringing it back in this current moment. Sure, because people are like, there are people out there who really will actually, upset right now. Yeah, yeah, but again, who's who's to say Eli but, Roth's movie isn't? I mean, and who's to say when the time is? Like, yeah. I mean. The gun issue has been a hot button issue for decades, and I was like, if anything, right now it move, is very hot. This movie's going to get people but, talking, and I'm like, right. I don't, I don't think that you know Bruce Willis going out there being like guns are cool is going to have yeah. a, as much of an effect as you know actual people going out into the world and being right, you know, exactly doing performing real activism. Because then I mean, we're getting <laughs> into the the realm of like, does our entertainment affect us? Well, it kind of leads to video drama, which we're going to be doing eventually. But, uh, uh, you know, does our entertainment affect us so much us that, and make us more violent? Yeah, like GTA Five doesn't make you kill hookers, people. No, you know what I mean, like that kind of thing. So, yeah, there's there's a there's a line to <laughs> to balance on. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's really fascinating, and we're glad that uh, we're glad that we had an opportunity to go back and watch this movie because I had yeah. never seen any of these movies before. So uh, I've heard about them for it was years, a lot of fun. But, uh, so yeah, those are our thoughts on the first three Death Wish movies. Now we skipped four and five. Yeah. Uh, eventually, probably just them. on my own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go check them out just to complete the whole series. But we figured that this was enough context for you to kind of get into the realm of um, getting ready for a remake of the original. Yeah. Uh, which is what we're gonna do right now. Oh yeah. Is we're gonna go check out Eli Roth's remake and be right back with our thoughts on that one. I'm so excited. Stay tuned for that. Time of death. Next three seconds. Do not cut. 
do it. Ah! Starring Bruce Willis as judge, hey! jury, and executioner. This has been a crazy week. This guy in the hoodie, they're calling the Grim Reaper. Is he right for taking the law into his own hands? He's become a folk hero. You look much better. Whatever you're doing, keep it up. <laughs> I will. Death Wish. Rated R. We're talking Death Wish 2018. We just got out of the movie. We are back. We're back. Fresh out of the theater. The magic of time and the magic of <laughs> editing. <laughs> yes. We're back with you. We just finished talking about the original three Death Wish films by Michael Winner. Uh, Which were fun. They were fun, yes. absolutely. Especially, especially that third, third one. one. Yeah. Good lord. That finale is, <laughs> is, a, is a supreme finale. But as we said, we get the. this is a pretty rare opportunity that the uh, new theatrical release happens to line up with our show's taste yeah. in mind. Perfect. So, yeah, we... we it's kind of like the Kill Bill thing. Exactly. Popped up. We just went down the Death Wish uh, rabbit hole, so why not see what a modern-day 2018 Death Wish looks like? Yep. And, uh... And with Eli Roth behind it, right? Yeah. I was I was thinking that we were gonna see a really over the top, crazy, violent, maybe even offensive uh, movie. And I don't know about you, but I was a little disappointed. Yeah, I don't, don't want to no, jump I the gun too you said, much. But you said right before we were gonna watch the movie, you said the worst thing that this movie could be <laughs> was boring. That if that if that if, <laughs> yeah. that if it was good, excellent. It's a good movie. Sure. If it was really bad and really really trash. over the top offensive, just, just complete trash. Yeah, that's probably also valuable <laughs> probably in its own way. Like that too. Yeah. And do you know what? We like trash. Obviously, I, we, oh, we, yeah. we we talk trash all the time on this show. Started the show. <laughs> so. This movie, I think, ended up being exactly what you feared. <laughs> yeah, it was it, right. It was it was it totally was like the, banal. Yeah, it was it was smack dab in that middle, that middle part where it's just yeah. kind of. Uh, it, it was like Eli Roth was afraid to go there, which I'm is shocked odd. by. He's never afraid to go there. I've never seen a film that is restrained by Eli Roth. You know what I well, mean? Well, I'm not as familiar with some of his more newer stuff, but before mm -hmm. we went into this. The one movie I rewatched because I needed a refresher on was Hostel. And I watched Hostel and I liked it a lot more than I remembered liking it. Yeah. And I liked it because of that exact reason. He was willing to go there. Yeah. That you can say yeah. a lot of things about that movie. Some of the writing <laughs> is 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 hackneyed. The characters Definitely. don't really work. Although I think it the that's like his movies in general. Like, I yeah. never find that I almost find the characters to be kind of annoying. So then when I guess but bad see, things happen, you almost don't care. Exactly. It kind of works in Hostel because that whole movie is supposed to be the dumb Americans yes. get lost and the dumb Americans get punished in a way that at that current moment in time America was punishing other people because I'm right. not sure if you're aware but the that movie came out in the heat of the uh, Iraq prison torture oh. stuff that happened is that kind of what the analogy is yes and a lot that makes of sense, a lot of the like images that, you know, are dark very... warehouse yes. uh, the, and it's I guess what you just imagine and I guess you've seen pictures too yeah now well because that was what happened is they released pictures of what the CIA was doing right. to Iraqis over there since which we've found out were almost entirely innocent yeah. but there's like these soldiers like carrying them around in dog leashes and making make, you know smearing uh, like piss and feces and vomit on them and like uh, raping them and all this kinds of stuff and his images in Hostel really do get into that 
space of yeah you're in a you're in a dark warehouse this dude is about to be able to do anything to you yeah. and the way that he uses bodily fluids controlled. in that movie like when he puts the ball gag in his mouth mm-hmm. and the dude's like vomiting into it yeah it's yeah. a horrifying thing that yeah. you're watching and it's controlled by something it's not exactly. like someone just kidnapping somebody and putting them in a basement and that's it this is like a not a government run thing but it's like a corporation essentially. yeah no it, yeah it's a, it's a most dangerous game riff where the the dudes just want to kill for sport yeah. that right. the highest bidder can pay to just kill a stupid american right and all of a sudden you have the Americans on the side of this. So like th- that's an interesting way to take real life horrible images to take Eli Roth's own penchant for, you know, trash and exploitation and gore and, and gore yeah. and to translate that into something almost meaningful in that way. Yeah. And yeah. so when I watched that, I was like, damn, I was almost reinvigorated. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. more reinvigorated. I was reinvigorated. I was like, man, Roth maybe could make a Death Wish movie. For sure. Uh, when I heard that Eli Roth was behind <laughs> this, I had actually high hopes, not for, you know, a a masterpiece but for something that was someone who was willing to to look at to go put his hands in the mud and make something totally vicious and if it was offensive today's climate if it was offensive so be it uh because you're making a death wish movie this movie is going to inherently be offensive yes so go for it exactly (laughs) and they've already they've already made these movies it's not like we're it's not like he's breaking new ground with this kind of commentary no he could have like the new, the, the older movies go way further yeah. than this one does, and I am shocked. I'm absolutely <laughs> shocked. I, I was okay. For instance, let's let's just okay. get into kind yeah. of these plots. We're stuff. just gonna get into it. We're um, we're both pretty disappointed. We actually haven't had a chance to speak about the movie. We yeah. had to we, we had to we, we had to return home, home <laughs> silently. <laughs> Not speaking about the movie, so we're about to like unload, and yeah. this is going to be a bit of a different vibe than our yeah. usual Might chats be a little because more of this. Sporadic, yeah. but um, I think you'll get some some good times out of it. Okay, before we get into it, though, <laughs> sure. Tell me a thing that you liked. Okay. Um, because I have a feeling that this ratio is going to be very, very yeah. uh, different. Well, so maybe of, we should get well, into some of the, the stuff that we enjoyed. That Eli was being Eli. Yeah, I liked. Like there was the uh, the carjack moment. Yeah, uh, that was like pretty fucking. It out cuts there. away a little fast, but yeah, I guess I, I agree. Guess, I, I, think I, I could have used an extra second, which sounds disgusting, but I mean, like within the movie's context, it's definitely I, the goriest kill in the movie. Yeah, like you see 100%. that dude's head get flattened and the, yeah. the pieces come out, and one hundred percent. But all the other kills kind of disappointing. They're kind of just shots. Like they're yeah. just like he's he's just shooting people, and, and it's not in interesting ways. It's kind of just like things you've seen in every action movie. Uh, um, hold on, I was gonna say I actually my note on it was that they kind of felt like those weird like quick comedic slasher kills like you know what i'm yeah. talking about like there, it, there were there was audience members laughing at certain deaths and i don't think the intention was to laugh i do you know what i well, mean like, i mean i think i think the way that he films it he maybe because it's so violent you're like oh yeah know, and, and i think he they are kind of gags in their own way like okay. the, the way that a certain dude's head or when his neck yeah. like snaps oh, and yeah, stuff that like was that. Pretty, that was and, pretty crazy. And I think he's he is trying to put some sort of comedy into it, but at the same time, they do just feel like that very quick, like mm-hmm. Jason grabs someone and does something silly with them, yeah, which is such a disposable. weird tone to strike with when you're doing a, a like an action, what should be like an action thriller kind of movie. Yes, and instead you're doing like I don't know. There's in a in a slasher movie, the horror works there. Yeah, I didn't feel the horror here because it's just it, it's not that it's kind of movie. It's not really there. And yeah. then even the okay, even the first the three dudes, the guys that set up that his whole vendetta and all that stuff, which yeah. I guess you know would be Goldblum. And Again, Death I was Wish surprised and, he didn't go there with it either. Right. That's that's what I was gonna say. Is that 
I'm, I'm watching this. I'm watching the scene, and yeah. I know that what's about to happen, at least, or what I think is about. In to happen. In every single Death Wish movie, someone gets raped and murdered right. that he knows. Right. <laughs> and so he's he's. Oh, I have to go to work, honey. Oh, so you guys are gonna be home alone? Well, I oh, wonder well. what's gonna happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 sure enough, it's the scene, and I'm sitting there. And going, it's, sh- it's shot just like a stupid home invasion movie, yes. right? Yes. I'm sitting there going. I was feeling suspense because I'm like, Eli Roth is about to show me a fucking home invasion, rape, murder. Yeah. This is gonna be crazy. And I was lit- I was in my chair, kind of mentally preparing myself for what I'm about to see. Eli Roth. And he cuts do. away. And he cuts away. He doesn't even show the death. He, he cuts away and shows two uh, uh, shots fired and then, like, light, uh, like, brights up the windows in the, in the house. Yeah. And, and, okay, let me be frank here, though. I don't need to, to, to have a rape or, oh, no, or no, no, that. No. But the point of it is, is that it's supposed to be so fucking violent. And, and so, so shocking to yes, his psyche that, that it breaks him. he has to do yeah. it. And so, in a sense, I, I mean, he, I don't want to say a rape is necessary because it's not. But it's just, like... That kind of tone is so. Yeah, you you need you need to like sh- like again. It's it's almost not even shock, but you, yeah. you you do need to jolt the audience more than just cutting to the oh, uh, wide of dead. the house yeah. and and having the gunshots inside the house. Right. It's um, just it's 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 nothing compared even to even the first two death wishes especially like even I mean, even just gross, performances might have added something to that though. Even if yeah. if, if if the if the uh, home invaders were a little more I don't know. I liked their masks. Yeah, I will say they that. Were I thought they were pretty creepy. They were basically just like it looked like a human face over their actual face. Yeah. So it looked like this. It looked like they were like the masks almost looked like real people, but distorted. So yeah, that was and and, and cool. it made their teeth kind of look weird. Yeah, yeah, and that was kind of cool. Like some of the, but that was actually now that I was gonna say some of, but now that I think about it, like as a, on a visual scale for the horror kind of aspect, it that was it. Like I, yeah. I don't. There wasn't much. Uh, Style. No, the, to, that's to the that's that's a big thing because this movie thought, is so thought, tame in terms that, of style. Once I saw that mask, I'm like, yeah. okay, well, maybe there'll be some some sprinkles here and there of like some cool stylized moments, but it just no, the imagery is so, so weak. Yeah, it's so bland. I he, couldn't believe he it. chooses this weird like modern digital that like orange and teal kind of look that yeah. everybody shoots. Yeah. It's so boring. Yeah, and especially after. You saw the red band trailer with yeah. the with the filter over it, and not that I needed like that filter, but it seemed like they were gonna maybe do some interesting things or, nope. or give some references to no, the older it's, films. No, it's just it's shot. Nothing. It's just shot like a modern thriller. And it's There's barely, nothing different about it's it. It's barely a reference to the old films. It's barely even like the only yeah. thing that's really the same is is the plot. That's it. Like yeah. the rest of it, like the 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 there's even no the there, commentary. There, there's no interest in the style or the character, nothing. and yeah, and the commentary. They don't even say oh, anything. Oh, <laughs> No, he, they the, say less than the first three Dutch with exactly Death Wish movies all did. this movie does and is, and, and is like you know what we're saying something because we have paid celebrity radio hosts just yep. having very superficial nothing debates where they just it's say just, well, should it be or shouldn't it be yep that's that, it that's it that's like it and they do it five times like dude like it, how many times why do you don't need sway why, to why say, don't you I write don't <laughs> why don't you write a scene that actually wrestles with it yeah, rather than exactly. just having people say it as if you're wrestling with one thing I did kind of like, and, and it's just, it's one t- three second sequence, but it was something that I don't think the originals did, was that it showed 
somebody else being he a inspired a vigilante and he gets the killed only, yeah. and i thought that that was cool that they showed kind of a consequence to what he's doing but because that's it. they other yeah well that's all they do yeah. that is literally the scene and it's three seconds long and then they move and away it, from yeah him. and he watches it on the tv and he has like no reaction to it which he's almost laughing yeah he's the whole time he's watching himself kill all these fucking people he's just like He's it's like he's enjoying it, and it, but it, but and, in a really weird way. Yeah, well, because it's so baffling because nothing else in the rest of the movie like signifies that in any exactly. way. Exactly. Like it doesn't. Like it's just because in the first one it's a slow, methodic kind of to his sad, uh, sadistic nature. Yeah. Whereas this one was just like as soon as he shot the first dude, he was like, "I love doing this," and that's it. And <laughs> well, like, it was weird. And, and it, it, it was, just it didn't was, come off the same. It was funny because we mentioned actually, or I mentioned that one of my complaints about the first one was that that movie, less so than Dirty Harry, the original mm-hmm. Death Wish, seemed less interested in the psychology of its character. And I was watching this one, and I was like, "This movie is less interested than Death Wish yeah. in the psychology of its character." It, and and I was and Bruce I was Willis was bland as shit too. His, his bland is the word is, is, is of baffling. this movie, yeah. honestly. Like yeah. that word is going to come up a lot because it's just that it's what it is. He he's he feels so like baffling. he's there. For, he does feel like he's there for the paycheck. Like it's he is. just like and and I thought that maybe he, he, he was, hardly sells the little dr- dramatic and nice feeling moments. And and I was like, okay, well, I wouldn't, ex- you know, maybe we shouldn't expect that of Bruce Willis, even though in his prime yeah. he could, you know, he was charming. Oh, he and, was killer. Uh, and and I was like, okay, so he can't do family stuff anymore. He's old and grumpy now. <laughs> yeah, that's just the way his Very face much sits. So. Uh, but he couldn't even do like the the murder scenes and stuff. Like he yeah, would just he, he was blank faced the whole time. Yeah, even when he was finally getting his vendetta, like the final scene where he does the little trick table thing and then yeah. he shoots the which the dude. they set up so obviously oh, and yeah. just like there's no suspense at all I'm like well yeah. he's next to the table yeah. I mean they clearly set that up in the yeah. first half he just hour. went to the gun store like yeah. oh my they set God. everything up too they set okay like when when he talks about that dude's tattoo the yeah. MJ thing he's like oh you're a Bulls fan I'm like yeah. oh I wonder if this dude is gonna pop up again in the plot yeah. like it's just everything is is spelled out there's for you. there's no details to this movie so the few details you do notice you know are just plot mechanics exactly. that they're nothing to do with character exactly. that they're just plot they're just there so that things make sense later on right it has nothing like there's no interest in any of the details of the actual characters or the people in his life or or even the 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 actual like communities that they're talking about mm-hmm. again even the original death wish movie i felt more motivation for what the guys were doing yeah, and we complained sure. that we didn't feel anything there yeah like we we were already kind of on the fence but like for his uh i guess it, it like Bronson's performance is, yeah. is pretty subtle, like even in the original ones. Yeah. But how Bruce Willis took that and made it even less like charismatic yeah. is baffling to me because yeah. Bronson never has a huge moment where he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger in it up or well, or no, and, and that was the whole the thing super about cool guy Bruce Willis was in comparison to Schwarzenegger and these other dudes in the 80s, he was the everyman, right? Like, yeah. he was, like, the normal dude who would who would walk through these exceptional situations and would have a little sarcastic comment mm-hmm. and a little smirk. And it, I don't know, maybe that just doesn't apply here, but I also sure. feel I feel like he's not bringing it here. No, Like, no. he feels... Well, he had one line that... that it, I, I, it didn't work because the rest of the movie is so boring, but, yeah. like, it was... 
I can't remember it, but he does try to have one of those, like, you know, in the second one where he's like, you know, do you oh, believe Jack. in Jesus? Or, oh, right. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, before he... He, he, he he's, he's just Jack like, you're not going to kill me. And he's like, no, Jack is. Jack and he pulls is. the Jack and it squishes <laughs> right. his and head. Squishes which, again, is one of the only moments that has life in this movie yeah. in general. And it's also one of the few times where he actually, the fact that he's a surgeon actually comes into play in the whole thing. Because mm. I was curious oh, the whole time, right. why did they make him a surgeon instead of an architect? Stuff. And then in that scene, yeah, it seems like, like they had that scene in mind and that was kind of interesting yeah. that like when he was he was pouring like the brake fluid on his open wound and shit you're yeah, like yeah and, and he was putting crazy. it directly on his nerve why and he are was you like, doing I... this throughout the movie yeah you know like it's 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 truly bizarre because... i sat here watching this and i was just like okay so this is what's supposed to be modern exploitation this is yeah, what exploitation brought into the modern day isn't he supposed to be part of the splat pack or whatever but, it's called but yeah <laughs> just looks like standard drama thriller coverage we talked about yeah. that in terms of style there's nothing happening the drama here. is and the most bland shit ever yeah all sorry I, to keep saying that all but. i could think about was brawl and cell block 99 mm. because i was watching that and i was like this this that nails what they're trying to do there exactly they got that nails the they got the huge bald honker and dude yes. going in and You're he's right. gonna it's rip the some same pe- thing not yeah. not the same but like it's got those similar styles and and then to compare it you can really see now why this is not good no and, and, and i was like i wouldn't say that the like the level of graphicness was any crazier in brawl i would just mm. say that it it feels like a movie that was really directed and really stylized like you think about those kind of like wonky unique images of him yeah. in the prison and and the way that they use vince vaughn's form uh, yes. and his body and oh, the way God, he moves yeah. uh and especially the way that they cut the action where it's just this these brutal blunt hits yeah. there's nothing that here this is just no. standard standard gunfire coverage mm-hmm. yeah and, and you're I, like why yeah and you can almost you, you almost see hints of like it was almost like eli had a, the second director do all of the drama yeah. and then he did anything that involved violence because when like violence was on the screen it was kind of interesting it was kind of there like the yeah. jack part and then his like the leg part the brake fluid like we mentioned yeah and the dude who falls down and, and like breaks his, 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 neck. his neck like snaps into like a u yeah like oh yeah that 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 part was pretty crazy so there's like there's hints of eli having Eli is fun that he seems to have in every film. Yeah, but then I still wish like, there was more of it. <laughs> oh, for sure. I wish it was sprinkled throughout the entire movie. Yeah. But it seems like he has very few The movie moments. comes alive a definitely more than any other point when there's like a, like a gore gag happening. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing is like at, at a certain point that's all I was watching the movie for anymore. Like I didn't give a, I didn't give a shit. Yeah, and it's like I a, was just like just give me the next guy. And it's like a kill. collective like maybe ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's really not a lot. That's the most bizarre thing. You think you're going to go into this movie and you're going to see, like, even if the drama is shit or, and the, the story behind that is bad, you were just going to see yeah, a crazy we, action We movie. came into this being like, this drama, Eli Roth has never been known no. for drama or character. They're probably going to stuck. Almost always. <laughs> we, we, we know that the premise is already uh, politically wonky, and, that, yeah. and that's what most people are going to talk about. Yeah, but, but this movie really even, almost can't. Like, they don't dive into almost anything. They say, have a gun, but that's, like, it. Yeah, there's one scene where a dude is like, you know what? You fucked up. You need a gun uh, to protect yourself and to go out there. Which, by the way, was super oddly paced. They're just driving, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I see some poachers. Get my shotgun. Like, it was so random. No, like, again, it feels feels lifeless. Like, again, it feels like Eli doesn't even believe in that scene. He's just setting up plot points. Well, and and this is there for the few people who are going to go into the movie for that scene. Like, the the, the few people that 
this will attract that people who want to see just Bruce Willis that. with a gun. Yeah, they get they got their one scene where the guy the Justifies old the, where it. the old guy says, "Yep, the good guy with a gun is gonna do it." Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, and then the re- none of it, it's hardly in the rest of the movie. Yeah. Oh, at all. It just it it blows my mind. I I wish the movie was. Well, there's one. The one performance, the main villain dude, is the only mm. guy who's hamming it up. And I, and, yeah, I, and, and I actually, I liked him. Well, I was kind of like, by the end, I'm like, you know what? I want to see you in another movie because there's something about you that's actually giving well, off see, some life. I, I, I liked him and I, I, I wish that it, I thought it might be going somewhere mm. and then it never went anywhere. Sure. And then I was like, sure. oh. I'm more, yeah, yeah, I'm more, I'm more speaking on just him, I guess, as an actor. I've never seen him before. I, he must be very new. Uh, but he, he was the most life in the entire movie and he's barely in it. He's in like the yeah. finale for the last five or 10 minutes. And I guess he's technically in the opening scene, but you just don't know but he, it's him. He, he seemed like the one guy doing something with his voice and doing yes. something with the way that he walked. Even like, his facial expressions and yeah, stuff. He like, was moving around. Like, like, <laughs> like when, when he moved in front of the camera into the foreground, like I was like, Oh, instantly recognized who this guy was supposed to be yeah. because you know, he seems like he's putting on a, a performance and what it actually reminded me of he's the only one that's playing a character was, was that a, a, a version of this movie that has dudes hamming it up mm-hmm. a law-abiding citizen for sure which i watched just a couple you know weeks yeah, ago go watch that and i was and, and, and then i spent the rest of the movie being like man gerard butler he would have hammed this shit up he would have killed this movie. i didn't see that den of thieves movie but i heard he hams it up in that oh, I bet. and i was like imagine he just did that in here yeah i'm like dog and oh. that's basically what i heard about that thieves movie was that the the drama of it has been done before. All that has been done before. But the fact that but there's they put style so much, yes, and there's and there's acting. There's life <laughs> in the movie. The characters or the the actors portraying the characters are trying to make a character happen. You know, yeah. they're, they're trying to portray something, <laughs> which some is, type of it's, persona. It's it's crazy that this is the point that we're at. That yeah. we're like just we don't even just care <laughs> if it's the same shit. If it's a terrible premise inherently, For real. just like give us something with life. Yeah. and 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 have actors do something. Yeah. Please, for the love of God. Like, that's the point we're at when it comes to to trash like this at this point. Yes. And you're like, oh my God. I just don't get how I can watch The Green Inferno. And, and, and which I haven't he, seen but but you've you've made the case that his violence in that is like there's like body mu- mutilation and like like mm. and 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 uh you know brace yourselves because it's kind of gross I'm pretty sure that he like one of the people even cuts off like a clit and shit oh, like Jesus. we're talking like some some real crazy ass body shit so I'm expecting Eli not to do that because he was speaking on something specifically there I'm the sure, totally totally different context but yeah. to have that kind of crazy like to be I just willing that. to go there i don't remember i barely remember anything about this movie uh, in the sense of like nothing's gonna stick with me you know what i mean yeah like that kind of thing from green inferno even though the characters already, were still bad i was writing notes for this conversation and i couldn't even remember some of the stuff that happened yeah, in the after movie. we like, just saw it because yeah. it's just so it's just gray it's just so colorless and, and lifeless uh, yeah. throughout most of it i mean there's there's glimmers and that's why i'm kind of like what happened? Like, did did you get scared, Roth? Like, yeah. what? Like, what was like, it? Because because here, here's the thing: if you if you want the style and character, go to S. Craig Zoller. Go to Bone yes. Tomahawk. Go, go to Brawl, watch Ninety Nine. Yeah, yeah, go watch Seriously. Brawl and Cell Block. Law Abiding Citizen, even because because that is good 
a way that someone has moved exploitation movies into the modern day. Yes. He's done it very heavily stylized and coming from a novelist background, he really cares about character mm-hmm. and and whatnot. And if you if you want a a hammy, more entertaining version of this same premise, go to Law Abiding Citizen, sure. where you get Gerard Butler, family is killed in a home invasion. Yeah. He decides like to take some thing. hardcore revenge. And if you want some brutal, fucking crazy ass gore kills and total trash go to Eli Roth's other movies. Like yeah. this is the worst possible version of, of a death wish movie of, of an exploitation movie, movie of an Eli Roth movie <laughs> yeah. of a gore movie. Uh, like, like this has happened. This what? is the worst possible movie of everything. This movie is trying to be. And yeah. I, I'm like, how? Yeah. Like, like it blows my mind actually that, like, that this is that we got so excited talking about these other death wish movies. And then, yeah. somehow it led to this. Yeah, it was like 40 minutes solid. Yeah. Like, And I'm just speaking from an editor's point of view here. We yeah. had very few edits compared to some of the other ones because we just had so much to say constantly. Whereas this movie, I, you know what, granted, we have had a lot to say. It's just not been positive no. uh, for the most part. And I mean, and I don't know. I was Should very we... disappointed in this movie. Yeah. One yeah. thing that was super odd is is how uh, I mean I guess it's just because again there's no character in uh, like hardly at all in in this movie mm-hmm. but the daughter who gets attacked in a home invasion yep. is in a coma wakes up is told that her mom is dead yeah then gets into another home invasion situation mm-hmm. where she's almost killed oh right and yeah. she's the happiest person I've ever seen she's the happiest person in this movie yeah you're right like it, it doesn't wrestle at all with any sort of trauma or or any sadness or she anything she really doesn't have a moment at all like you'd no. think that she'd have some type of scene where it's like she really breaks down and realizes you know I guess the reality that she's lived mm-hmm. and uh no it's kind of just it's kind of just when the movie needs her to cry yeah you know it happens and then and then but it never and, feels and then it cuts like, away and she's happy right and with, yeah, no, with because, no wrestling because the bad that. guys are gone now yeah so so forget what I the trauma that I've just gone through. again That's I think one I think that just, the originals did better too yeah that in the second one the daughter can't even speak because of what's happened to her so yeah. it's just like oh and, and she gets a moment where she clearly makes the choice to kill herself which is yeah, not like yeah. again I wouldn't say she's a great you know, she's not a well-written oh, character no, or no. anything, there's but like, there, but like that's a moment. <laughs> yeah, there's something there. Nobody, the, I think it just is indicative of this entire film, not even wrestling with the ideas and the premise. Yeah. It has no interest in, in anything to do with his action or the consequences or, or the trauma or the sadness of any of this, yeah. uh, even more so than the original movies, which we critiqued for not doing over a yeah. great job with that, which is, so it's, it, it's kind of mind blowing. Yeah. And, and one thing I want to add before we, Wrap we it get up. to the, the reductive rating round would be, um, that within like Eli Roth's characters and his other films mm-hmm. there, I don't like them most of the time, yeah. but there's something you don't to, have to them. Like characters, right. Yeah. There's something to them. There's something at least to latch on and be like, I dislike you for this reason, or I like you for this reason. Whereas every character in this has, there's just like no motivation for anything. I guess yeah. Bruce Willis, that's it, but they don't try to flesh out, but none of them are convincing else. and nobody yeah, everyone else. else is just, you know, Hank, Hank Schrader from, I don't know his actual name, but he's from Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, he's very bland. Um, um, like there's, there's, there's no character. There's not one character in here. I would have at least liked to yeah. have a character I dislike rather than have no character. But it kind of goes back to that. There's no details. Like they're all yeah, just doing yeah. an archetype of this premise. They're wa- going yeah. through the motions it of what this skeleton of what this movie should yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. And the only, the only scene with Bruce Willis that I thought was sort of interesting was the one where he, uh, 
he watches the video of the first time of his mm. first interaction. Yeah. And he kind of is like feeling pumped about it. Yeah. Because he's, he's excited. See, yeah. He's seeing a, a, an he image. Even smiles. Of, because because the only time in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it, but it, what was fascinating is that it doesn't excite him. The actual thing that he did. Mm. It's seeing an image of, of him, him doing do that. Yeah. yeah. And then that's where the kind of psycho moment gets in. And I, and that happens so early in the movie that I, th- I was thought that maybe we would expand on that and he yeah, would go full psychopath and go crazy sure. but he he they just don't even he doesn't expand on at that. the very end of the movie he's basically just the the same dude yeah and they pay a little homage to the original's ending which yeah. is just like dog after that whole movie where you didn't do anything you didn't even earn that ending man yeah and that's really what the movie is they set up an idea and then they just forget about it yeah like they, they they're like oh we have an idea we're saying something and, and, and most of the ideas are from the original too yeah. so you're just kind of like dog whatever like just I, li- I would have loved it if they just took a stance yep. on something, whether it been right or wrong, or at least what I view right or wrong, or wildly Whatever. offensive or trashy just or say anything. something. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's a good way to end it. Just yeah. Next time, Eli, if you're gonna remake something like Death Wish, say something. So I guess we're gonna enter the reductive rating <laughs> round here on this one. We talked a lot about the movie, so you can probably guess what our ratings are. When we first got into the movie, I was thinking a two. Two, yeah. That's where I was going because I, I, I felt really just really let down by this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but having spoken about it, it's getting the one. You think you're getting the one? Yep, it's it, absolutely. When I when yeah. I when I sat there and I said that bit about how it's the worst version of an exploitation movie, of an Eli Roth movie, of a Bruce Willis movie, of everybody here is doing their worst work. And they couldn't even make me like it more than Death Wish 2, which was the Death Wish I disliked the most. I actually think that there's so yeah. much more redeeming qualities in Death Wish 2, which I gave it oh, to, yeah. that this has to go. This is a one You're right. For me. I mean, I, okay, yeah. I totally, I totally see uh, your point of view there, especially with mm-hmm. having Death Wish 2 on your rating yeah. scale. Yeah. There's no way, like, if you were to rate this the same as Death it. Wish 2, I'd be like, dude, you got to bump it up or take yeah. it down. <laughs> one of them, because there's no way that they're the same. Um... So yeah, oh man, I'm having I'm having a bit of a tough time because I wasn't like most of the time I, I save my ones for mm-hmm. when I'm like offended by mm-hmm. a film. And I felt like See, this, I was almost offended by it, the blandness yeah, of this. Yeah, right? That's, see, that's a good point. <laughs> that is a that is a very good point. And I, I'm that, really that's almost having, more offensive to me than if the fact that it had been horrifyingly yeah, bad in some know, way. And you know what? There's also a factor just to, I guess I'm kind of almost thinking this out before I give it, but there's also a factor of kind of like, we're deciding this on the fly. Yeah. Twos. Well, because I thought I was given it a two, but now you're almost convincing me here that I don't know if I even like it a little. The conversation convinced me. Yeah. See, that's it. Cause, cause now that it's all been laid out on the table, I'm, I'm, I can't even, there's not even like a redeeming quality besides the yeah. two things that I was able to mention was the the mechanic scene basically, yeah. which we could so, hardly get through without critiquing it. Still, yeah, even that <laughs> without so, qualifying you know it. You're right. It's a one. It and it's. I, I will <laughs> say that out of the ones that I've given in the past, it's the least offensive of for me. <laughs> but the the fact is, is that I have twos that I would still rewatch mm-hmm. because there's some type of entertainment value in it. Yeah, and you're I will just never absolutely right this. that I don't need to ever fucking rewatch this. I've yeah. seen what it had to say, and it was nothing. So, yeah, you know, what? I'm going. I'm gonna be right there with you. I'm gonna give it the one too. The first, the first double, one. double one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, here's the here's the tip. Uh, it's actually it's, it's the first one from both of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and, uh, and of the show. Yeah, and of the show. So uh, you know right. what I love though that it's one of the new movies. Yeah, it's like you know what the seventies just did it better. Bottom. Yeah, <laughs> the seventies just did it better. Um, yeah, oh, just man. next time say something like you know say say something with your movie. You know, yeah, I just it's it's, un, it's, it's unreal. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, so that's gonna be it for our, uh, <laughs> hope you enjoyed it full length Death Wish episode uh, I hope you guys but if you liked it I'm sorry in a way yeah <laughs> cause we just did a rip it apart for half an hour yeah uh, hope, hopefully if you guys are going down this rabbit hole with us that you go through some of the old Death Wish movies and don't just watch this one yeah go watch oh my the originals God. cause they're so uh, much better if you if they're you, so much more fun even if, if you disagree with them if like us you can't avert your eyes and you gotta see what's happening yeah uh, check out the new Death Wish but if, if if you care about the quality of the film I'd say wait for Netflix or yeah. just don't see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, instead, go, instead, I think I'm going to go watch Death Wish 4 and 5. Because yeah. they're probably just, more. Just go, go watch the original Death Wish. And, go, you know, if you want a story that's more modern, like you said, a law-abiding citizen. And yeah. what was the other one that you mentioned again? Oh, I was saying either if you want more exploitation that's stylized, that's great. Yeah. You want to go to S. Craig Zoller for his Brown right. Tomahawk, Brawl and Cell yeah, Block. If definitely. you want a Death Wish-premised movie that actually goes full psychopath on both uh, the actual violence that prison seed where gerard butler like stabs oh, that nuts. dude yeah. uh, that stayed with me and the one where he, he saws into the dude mm-hmm. and has him totally paralyzed so he feels it all yeah like like that like law-abiding and citizen then they walk into the warehouse and everything's like you see everything like yeah that movie's yeah. nuts so if you want a, a death wish remake from the 2000s yeah, that that's that, that actually go. does it go to that or James Wan's death sentence with Kevin Bacon which is actually a feature length adaptation of the you just shot that back into my memory the 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 sequel novel that the novelist wrote mm-hmm. so that he did that one so if you want a death wish remake from the 2000s death sentence Holy or law abiding citizen so, will do it i so forgot about death <laughs> sentence i'm going to go watch that now cuz i like yep. I, yeah sweet uh and yeah, if you want an Eli Roth movie, I for me it's Hostel. And what would you recommend for Eli Roth? Eli Roth, I mean, I think Hostel is his best film, honestly. Yeah. Like The Green Inferno, Hostel I would Two, say, Cabin Fever. Oh, you know what? I like Cabin Fever too. Yeah, I like, and, I like uh, not two, w- uh, the first. Cabin would you recommend Fever. Green Inferno? Because you may, would, you almost convinced me to check it out. I would recommend it. Um, I you might not like it, honestly. Yeah. Like, and I'm talking you and in general. Um, but there's enough there to at least for its shock value. Yeah. If you like that kind of stuff, if yeah. you're there for like the shocking, like holy shit, cannibal holocaust kind of stuff. Well, hostile, then I'd go hostile for got it. me psyched. I almost want to see Eli Roth shock me now. Yeah. So yeah, I might exactly. watch that. So uh, I, I'm. I would say just just watch another Eli Roth film. Don't watch this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, those are our recommendations for you to watch instead of the new Death yeah. Wish movie. <laughs> yeah. Not, not the way that I saw this episode going, no, but there you go. I didn't expect the one at all, <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be it for your Sleezoids this week. Uh, once again, we're available on all kinds of places to listen. You're, if you're listening already, you might be on SoundCloud or iTunes. Uh, if you're on iTunes, give us that good old rating and review. Yes, we, and will we will read, read them out on the show if, uh, if you do that. 
and have a good laugh or maybe even feel appreciative. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but we're also now available on Stitcher and Google Play and Overcast and YouTube. Uh, you can find yes. us on all those places by going to them and looking up Sleezoids Podcast. Yeah. Um, once again, this is the month where we drop bonus episodes. So if you want next week's episode, which is a special oh, David yeah. Cronenberg double feature of Scanners and Videodrome, uh, you definitely want to go over to our Patreon over at... We had a lot more positive things to say about those two. (laughs) Absolutely. So if you want to hear that episode, you'll get it exclusively on our Patreon, uh, which you can find, once again, at patreon.com slash sleezoidspodcast. And for those of you that don't, you will see us again in two weeks' time, uh, which which we think the movies are going to be Yajimbo and A Fistful of Dollars. Oh, yeah. So we're going to be going to Kurosawa and Leone for the first time, two filmmakers who will probably reappear on this, and we think that's going to be a really yeah. fun episode, and we have a very special guest coming on that we're, yes. we won't reveal here, but we're we're excited very for you excited. guys to hear that conversation. Uh, so once again, guys, thanks so much. Uh, you guys know where to find the podcast on Twitter. If you want to find me, I'm at the Josh L. Jamie. And I'm at Jamie Miller, ACAS, A-C-A-S. Thanks so much for listening to this very special episode. Um, we're bound to have more like this in the future. If you guys have any suggestions for other franchises you would like to see us go down in the future, feel free to hit us up on any of the websites that you can find us at. Definitely. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Keep it sleazy. Keep it sleazy, everybody.